Welcome back to the Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. My name is Kizzle or Kofi, and I'm a mental health advocate, public speaker, and founder of A Kizzle Brand, which is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. Studies show that on average, men lose 2.8 years of their life when they're under heavy stress. The point of this podcast is for me to gain those 2.8 years back. As a black man, society often tries to tell me what I can, can't do, or talk about which can often leave me feeling trapped. And so this podcast is my release. And if you're listening to this podcast right now on a podcast streaming platform, I just want you to know that this episode is actually uploaded on YouTube. You can watch this episode on YouTube. So if you'd like to do that, please head over to YouTube, type in Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. You can type in the episode number or the episode title and the episode will pop up. Please, please, please do us a favor, regardless of if you're going to watch the episode on YouTube or not, subscribe to our channel, Express Yourself Black Man. That is where the platform is moving. Right now, we are heavily based on Instagram. And while that is dope, Instagram does not pay us for the content that we post. So that means we spend hours making content, which helps you guys, but doesn't really help us to build a platform outside of building new followers. And while that's great, it's not enough. So please head over to YouTube. That way, it's a win-win for both of us. You guys get extra free content, and we get paid for the content that we post, while also having the opportunity to have a larger impact and a larger reach to the black community. So if you rock with us, if you support us, if you're interested in helping us further the platform, please take some time out of your day to subscribe to us on YouTube. Express yourself, black man. I'll give y'all a couple seconds to do that before the episode actually starts. Regardless of what you decide to do, I appreciate you for listening. How are you? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just, you know, taking it one day at a time. Just like everybody else. Yes. Just <laughs> trying to get too, I guess, overwhelmed with everything like work and you know, express yourself, black man, and just, you know, just trying to take it one day at a time. So that's been kind of like, I know, I know that's cliche, but, but it's I, true. It, yeah, it's true. It really works. Yeah. You know, not, not trying to think too much into what could happen or what couldn't happen and like what I want to happen and just thinking about where I'm at right now and just trying to be grounded in the present moment, kind of. Yes. So, good though i'm good How we, love to, we love to hear that grounded yeah. in the present moment yes. it's funny because i at first i used to say i'm taking it a day at a time but mm -hmm. after the last what three years and all this crazy stuff that's happened in my life i was like i'm taking it a second a moment at a time it, yeah. like it got real so i had to take it a, take it a step back because sometimes it wasn't a day at a time it truly was like okay that was a good moment cool 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 next moment yeah you know just process each moment as it comes so i definitely feel you on that and i am always sending you good energy when it comes to especially running express yourself black man because i know it's a one-man show and this is a one-woman show so i feel you not necessarily as much as you got going on but i definitely you know that come with that or the the effort that it takes to run it by yourself so kudos to you too because it's not easy it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. And I kind of fell into it. I mean, I always knew that I was going to was going to work with people in this capacity, but I never knew it was going to look this way. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you got to be ready for what you wish for, honestly. Definitely, definitely. All the things that we're trying to manifest, we want to be 100% prepared for them or at least, you know, be ready for and be flexible for the new things that come along Absolutely. the way. So, but anywho, let me get on topic, okay? Because I'm super excited to have you here. For those of you that are just joining that may not know me, my name is Kiana, but most people call me Key, and I lead a brand called Kicking It With Key, where I help people cut the noise and get closer to everyday wellness. And I use that, I use mindfulness, self-care, and community care to do that work. I work with Black women. I work with Black children. I work with teachers. And so it's just very fulfilling work. And I knew I had to have you on today because I have been tapping in with you with your post. And I was like, oh, yeah, this Black man knows what he's talking about. Let me get him on here so we can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'm super happy to have you today. Um, tell the people a little bit about yourself and just so they know who you are if they haven't had the pleasure of making your acquaintance through your work. Yes. So I consider myself a mental health advocate. And like I started in 2017. So 2016, I went through a period of depression. And long story short, after I got out of that, I started realizing like, why don't we talk about this? Like, why don't we talk about depression? Why is this, this like, why is it this like taboo topic? I know I'm not the only person that's going through it. And so I started a project called a Kizzle brand. My name is Kizzle. So I called it a Kizzle brand and it was aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. And what I would do was I would go to different schools or organizations and I would give out, I would do workshops with like kids, like from ages like five to 18, where we would talk about like resume building, personal development, what it need, what you, what it need, what you need to do to like get to your goals, how to be successful, things like that. And then I kind of would loop in like mental health and depression and all these different things if I could if it made sense for the audience. And I did that from 2017 up until like 2020. And in 2020, obviously the pandemic happened. So I wasn't going out and like talking to kids or going to schools and things. So I was trying to figure out what I needed to do. And then at that point I was in a relationship and I ended up getting cheated on in that relationship. So I found out during the pandemic and now I'm like, yeah, yeah now, now I'm like, damn, like, um, where do I got, where do I go from here? Right? Because I'm faced with all these emotions and then also the pandemic is happening. I'm trying to find a new job. All these different things are going on. And I felt myself slipping into this state where I was becoming, um, for lack of better words, toxic, right? And I didn't want to be that way. And I knew that that wasn't who I was as an individual. I knew I was just in pain. I knew I was emotional after the breakup. And so I decided to go to therapy. And in therapy, I'm learning, I started learning all these different things about myself, right? Like, all of these different techniques, all of these things that I could use to kind of help me through what I was dealing with. And I was like, yo, again, why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we talking about therapy? Why aren't these, these techniques and tools normalized? Why don't more black people, specifically black men who have a problem with like being vulnerable and expressing themselves, why don't we talk about these things? Cause they're helpful. And so I started going on my personal IG and just giving the game out to people and trying to explain like the benefits of therapy and trying to encourage people to go to therapy. And I wasn't getting much traction, but I had a friend, David, that would hit me up and he would say, yo, bro, you should start a podcast. And I, I was like, David, I'm not starting a podcast. That's too much work. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not doing that. Right. Like, I mean, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely a lot of work. And I realized over time, I was like, yo, you're getting on IG, you're going on your story and you're putting up like 30 posts long, like stories of you talking about therapy 
this is not the medium for that. Like, you need to actually <laughs> start a podcast. Like, it doesn't make sense for you to be doing this, right? So I decided, like, you know what? Let me actually start the podcast, figure out how to do it. So that's how Express Yourself Black Man started. It was really just um, me realizing, like, I'm learning all these things. Therapy should be normalized, but it isn't. And there's also a lot of barriers for getting into therapy. So let's, let me start the podcast because I'm learning and let me figure out how to educate people through the podcast. So especially Yourself Black Man was the podcast at first. The IG page was all about the podcast. I would only post when I did podcast episodes. And we would also do like clubhouse rooms on Sunday. And then when the new year hit in January, I was like, you know, what? let me make a commitment to like trying to grow the page and trying to actually educate through the page instead of just educating through the podcast because everybody's not listening to the podcast, but everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on social media. So it hit a lot more people if you just figure out how to make content around the things that you that you talk about on the podcast. So that's how it really happened. So a lot of the posts that I initially started with uh, were like posts from the podcast or just things that I was thinking about. And so, thank you, thank you, Mia. Mia is always in every lot. Mia, I gotta, I gotta hit you up. I was supposed to DM you. So, um, hey, Mia, girl. Yeah, look Mia, at you. We love that. Mia is dope for real. But yeah, so for me, it was just like figure out how to make content around what you're speaking about, and figure out how to make it kind of marketable, and figure out how to brand it because you know, with our generation, everything is about what's cool and what looks the best, and right, because that's <laughs> that's why toxic stuff goes viral so much is because. It's, it's funny, it's relatable, and it looks cool, right? Like, that's that's really what it is. So for me, it was kind of like, let me take all of those elements that we see on social media and put it into something positive for our culture. So that's what Especially Self Black Man is, and that's how, I got, that's how I got started. And that's why I do what I do, because it's like, I feel like for me, when I was on social media, I wanted to have a space where I could go to that would kind of be a reprieve from what I was seeing which is like a lot of negativity all over social media, right? So like, I wanted to have a space where it would be positivity. I can go on there, I can laugh, I can go on there, maybe even cry if I need to and see some real stuff or like holding me accountable for what I need to do in my life. And so that's that's what the space is. And I'm just happy where we, I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now, for real. And I'm just trying to, you know, just like I said, take it one day at a time, one moment at a time and just try to help people, man. Just try to tell people like, yo, therapy is dope. If you can afford it, if you have insurance, I think it's dope. I think everybody should try it, regardless of what you got going on, regardless of what you got in the closet. Like, just just give it a chance because I think it'll be, you know, I think it's helpful for everybody. So, that's my long-winded answer. Into no, it's okay. It's okay. We welcome we welcome all one windedness here. First okay. and foremost, I want to say congratulations because this is a huge step, right? So you you decided to make the commitment, and you're reaping like the beautiful like support of you deciding to share your story with other people and right. i love a good story so i was really you know i mean all this stuff you just said i already knew because i did my research but because mm -hmm. <laughs> i've been doing my research <laughs> but i think i think one of the most beautiful things is there was a point in a maybe when you were you when you got to ten thousand followers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you said i know i'm not the only one i can't be the only one dealing with this and later in our conversation i want to dive into that a little bit more because that's a form of community care you deciding to say hey listen i'm going through some stuff and i know i know i know without a shadow of doubt i cannot be the only one going through this because yeah. of yeah. the human experience Got so it. 
Um, how are you taking care of yourself? You knew it was coming. I don't know why you looking like that. Um, <laughs> how have you been taking care of yourself and your body this week? That's a great question. And honestly, for me this week, I'm going to be very honest. This week has been going to sleep earlier. Because yeah. Flip it. Listen. Honestly, like for, for real, because what happens is like, I have a nine to five. I don't know if people know this, but <laughs> I don't know, right? Like people probably don't know because I don't talk about it. But I do have a nine to five. Um, I work remotely. So I'm blessed to be work be able to work remotely. And that's what gives me a lot of the time to be able to do expression self black man stuff. But I have a nine to five that's very demanding sometimes. And it's stressful. And so sometimes I'm not even working nine to five. Sometimes I'm working like more like 11 to seven. And so once I get off at seven, like I'm trying to eat and then I'm trying to like, figure out what I'm doing tomorrow and all these different things. And so that can, that can easily extend to like 12, one, two. And then the next day I want to wake up early enough to go to the gym. Right. Which for me is like, I want to get to the gym at least seven, seven thirty. like seven thirty is the latest, like yeah. seven latest. So for me, this week has been figuring out my circadian rhythm. For those of y'all that don't know, that's, that's basically like your sleep cycle figuring out how to reprogram it so I'm going to sleep earlier so I can get up earlier so I'm not as tired during the day and so that I can, you know, be functional because in order for, you know, for us to do the things that we do, we have to be in the right headspace. If I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm already starting my day, my week, my month, whatever, off wrong. So for me, it's like really this week's self-care has been get your ass in bed by <laughs> 10. Like 10.30, I want to be I want to be winding down at 1030 and then like 11 o'clock, I want to be falling asleep. So that's been the, that's been the rhythm. And honestly, for me, it's really helped. I've realized I've had more of an appetite. I've had more energy. Like the first day I did it, honestly, I woke up at like 4am. I was like, yo, I could kind of get up right now if I wanted to. Literally. <laughs> but I got two more hours. I can sleep right now. Like this kind of dope. Like I got two more hours of sleep. Like what? All right. So I went back to sleep. And like, it really was like, wow, like this is, this is great. Like I need to, I don't know why I wasn't doing this. So self-care for me this week has been more sleep. And then always every week I'm working out like four to five times a week minimum mm -hmm. like, or, and uh, what else, what else? Express yourself, black men is self-care too. It can be stressful. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's my digital journal. I tell people this all the time. The post that I put up is basically me journaling to myself. And if you relate to it, you relate to it. That's dope. Mm -hmm. um, but everything is not going to be relatable for everybody. So it's cool. But yeah, for me, it's sleep, the gym, and then I guess you could call it uh, journaling. So that's that's what it looks like. Good. I love it. Mm -hmm. So the sleep thing, got to talk about that. Because that's actually one of the number one things that when people ask me, well, what's something I can do for self-care? I'm like, number one, how long are you sleeping each night? And then they start going like, oh, well, uh, uh. That's, yeah. the, that's what I'm going to start because that's one of the most basic things that we can do for ourselves every single day mm -hmm. to ensure that we are at our best for mm -hmm. ourselves, not for anybody else. Right. So, and I always recommend a book called Why We Sleep. And they read you for filth. That man reads you for filth in that book because he's like, oh, you want to live longer? You need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't feel good? You need to go to sleep. Oh, you're not, you're not functioning at your best? You need to go to sleep. So he just like read me real, he read me down. So mm -hmm. after I read that book, I told everybody, that's your first step. Don't say anything else until you have done that first step. So 
I'm really glad that you brought that up. And one big thing for me is meditation. I lead and write them. And so that's a form of like a high level of self-care for me because it gives me a chance to to sift through those emotions and those thoughts and all the ideas that I have, especially with, with being a creative, you know this. Right. You have so many ideas and oftentimes you're just like, I don't even know where to begin. Right. Um, so meditation really helps me to sift through that and I spent a lot of time actually teaching kids how to meditate, which mm. has made me way better because I mm. have to break it down to like the most simple way to explain it. You right. just take a pause, right? A pause to, to look at your thoughts in your mind. Right. So those are a couple of things that I do pretty regularly that I think can transform your everyday life. So I love that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And so what's bringing you joy this week? What's bringing me joy this week? Honestly, the gym has been bringing me joy this week. I, I'm not going to lie. When I go to the gym, I get time to kind of like just disconnect from everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to be Kofi or Kizzle or whatever. Like I could just, I'm just a black man in the gym working on myself. And I like to, you know, challenge myself and push myself to failure. So it's it's been fun this week because I'm super sore. So I know that that's a good sign that I'm, you know, I'm growing. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm doing the right things and I'm working on the right things. So the gym, the gym has been bringing me joy. Sleeping more has been bringing me joy because I like when I can commit to something. I like, I like saying, yo, this is what you want to do. So let's just do it. And then actually executing on it. Right. So like me saying, Hey, I want to change my sleep schedule. I've been saying that for like months now and someone held me accountable. They were like, listen, bro, you've been saying that for a while now. Like you need to just do it. Right. And that's why you need to have people in your life that are gonna yes. hold you accountable. That's a little sidewalk, but you need to have those people. But yeah, back to sleeping. So sleeping for me is like, I said I wanted to do something and I actually put my, you know, my mind and my, my energy behind doing that. So when I'm aligned with things that, I, that I, I said I wanted to do, when I actually do them and I execute, it brings me joy because it, it gives me that extra level of confidence. And I wrote about this in a post, that confidence is built on accomplishment. And a lot of times you don't have to accomplish like this, this huge thing it could be as simple as what I'm talking about, which is like, hey, I want to go to sleep earlier. So I'm I'm literally going to sleep earlier. And that's an accomplishment for me. And it doesn't look the same for everybody else, but it brings me joy because it's like I I, I stuck to my word. So sleeping in the gym been two things that, that have brought me joy this week. You got to celebrate the small wins. I had a fire director in high school that used to say that all the time and people was like oh that's this you know the way he said it would be so lame they would act so ridiculous about it but mm -hmm. i promise you he said that and that stuck to me like glue and i'm 27 mm -hmm. <laughs> and i still hold on to him saying to celebrate the small wins because <laughs> what what may be small to someone else it could be big to me and what it, in these everyday things like these mundane tasks where and i actually just said something about this on twitter like oftentimes we diminish the the huge accomplishments that we have because it feels small because we're looking at somebody else in comparison to mm -hmm. our greatness, right? Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing you got to do is celebrate them small wins. Right. Celebrate everyone, especially during this time where we've been pulled and stressed to the max with all this happening in the world and all the things that we have mm -hmm. to pull into our lives. So mm -hmm. I think it's so important that so i like that that you mentioned that and we love a little loving accountability your yeah. people got you together and that's good they yeah. should <laughs> do that <laughs> you need that yes. okay. 
Yeah, we need that for real. My, I mean, I, I don't know if Lindsay is still in here, but Lindsay definitely is one of those people that I can go to for account accountability and to talk things out. And she is not a yes woman, so I appreciate that because I think it's beneficial to my growth, and I need that. So, yeah. So let's get into a couple other things. So let's go back to to Little Kizzle. Okay, back in the day when you were a little something mm -hmm. running around, what they say in the South, knee high to a grasshopper. I'm from Arkansas originally. Okay, so that's why. <laughs> but I want to talk about what messages you received as a little black boy around mm -hmm. self care and mental health. So if you could think back, and you know, you've talked a little bit about inner child healing, and so have I on my page. Mm -hmm. But I would love to hear a little bit about what you, what messages did you receive, or what can you remember about the times when you were younger, and what you heard about mental health. Hmm. <laughs> that okay. Let me explain. This is a tough question, right? This is okay. a tough because I grew up in a Caribbean and African household, right? Okay. So mm -hmm. growing up in this kind of environment, you're not really taught about mental health and self-care. Like, you're not. You're you're kind of indirectly taught. Like, you know, you need to be a, you need to be in sleep at a certain time. You need to wake up and do this or th those kind of things. But you're not really directly taught, hey, do affirmations. Hey, you're beautiful. Like, your skin is beautiful. Like, you know, you're a beautiful human being. Like, those are not things that are taught. And I won't say that I can tell you, I will tell you how I felt growing up, right? Okay. Because I think that, I think it's important that people hear that because you see me now and you hear me talk about mental health and self-care and all these different things. But that was not something that was instilled in me. That was something that was learned and not mm -hmm. learned from like parents or anything like that. Kind of just learned from experiences and like research and stuff. As a kid growing up, I always felt very ugly. Honestly, I felt very mm -hmm. ugly. I used to look at myself in the mirror and I'll say, like, God, you're you're ugly. I used to tell myself I'm ugly. Now it's hard to say that. Like, even just now I'm stuttering because I've worked on my affirmations to a point where, like, that kind of language to me is not, you know, obviously it's not something that's in my, it's not in my, my inner voice anymore. But that's something that I used to think. I used to think that I was an ugly kid. I used to think that my skin wasn't, you know, the nicest and all these different things. So I had a lot of self-esteem issues growing up. And it's crazy because looking at, like, I have throwback pictures, like, of me younger. And I look at some of these pictures, and I'm like, yo, I was a cute kid. Like, I was a cute kid. Like, why did I think I was so ugly? But it's because, <laughs> I, I, it's because I just wasn't hearing I was, yeah. that I was beautiful or that I was handsome. Right? Like, so when I go out into the world, you know how kids are. Kids are bullies. Kids are mean. Right? Like. Kids are going to tell you the nastiest thing ever, and they're going to laugh with their friends about it. And you start to internalize that as a kid. So yes. I was cool, and I was getting bullied and all these different things. And then when I came back home, I'm getting, I'm bullying myself. Like, I talked to my, my therapist about this. She was like, so what was, like, your offset for that? Because you go, you go to school, you get bullied, everybody gets bullied. But when they get home, their parents correct it, right? I didn't have that. My parents weren't, mm -hmm. didn't even, I don't think my parents even understood that I was getting bullied. Right. Or what what it was doing to me. So when I was getting home, I'm internalizing all these things. I'm like, damn, maybe I am ugly. Maybe I am too black. Mm. Right? Like, mm. So for me, I didn't really have the, that self-care. So it kind of played out to me to me growing up and like teenage years 
still feeling very ugly, still feeling like I couldn't really approach people because I wasn't the most attractive and all these different things, right? And until people started, like, people start having conversations with me, like, yo, you're not, like, you're not ugly. I'm like, what? I'm not ugly. Mm -hmm. And I start looking at myself a little bit different, right? But it, yeah. took, it took a lot for me to get to that point. I had to get to the point where, like, I got comfortable being in my skin and learning about, like, yo, being black is beautiful. Be confident with who you are. Like, it's okay to be dark skin. Like, it's okay to be, like, it's okay to have a, a bigger nose or to have eczema, because I had eczema growing up. Like, all these different little things that I thought made me, like, super ugly or unattractive or anything or, or, or whatever, like, I started to become comfortable with them and just comfortable with who I was. So growing up, I didn't really have self-care like that. And a lot of, like, if you talk to a lot of, like, African and, like, Caribbean, like, men or talk about their, their households and, like, their, their, like, how they grew up, like, they'll tell you the same thing. Like, we're not really taught about self-care. And if we are, it's kind of abnormal. Like, if I was to talk to an African man growing up, if I was to talk to an African man my age and I was to ask him about, like, his his lifestyle growing up, like, if he's taught, taught about self-care and he says, like, yes, I would, I would be shocked. <laughs> I would want to know, I would want to know what, like, how. Like, yeah. How. <laughs> right? Like, so, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of, like, unlearning. Like, a lot of unlearning had to be done. And I did that all before I went through, like, my period of depression. Like, and then when I went through depression, I had to, you know, figure out how to get out of that as well. So, yeah, I didn't really have it growing up, unfortunately. But that's a lot of people, though. A lot of people don't have it growing up. I was just about to tell you that that's such a common conversation, which is part of the reason why I work so hard with the kids that I work with to, to start now. Mm -hmm. And like to not have situations where you have to, like I, I just the other day I was just saying that okay I played this song for the for the girls in my class and I <clears throat> for I played brown skin girls for them right mm -hmm. and that was a part of our meditation and they had mm -hmm. to sit and like really engulf themselves in the words the noises that they heard the background vocals everything right and so then when we came out of the meditation I asked them I was like so. Talk to me about what was going through your mind. And one of the girls, one of the, the youngest girls, she's about five years old. All she did the whole song was rock back and forth, mm. back and forth. So you know me, I'm over here like, oh, this is great. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I was, first of all, I'm emotional anyway. And I don't have no problem crying. So I was, I was over there like, all right, girls, that was so beautiful. But one of the, the other girls, one of the other girls a little bit older, she said, this song is for little black girls who don't, you know, basically get told that they're beautiful or that just, she just went on and on, right? She's giving all of this like deep introspection about this song. Mm -hmm. And I was telling, I was telling my audience the other day, I was like, this is the time where they are in their inner child. This is the inner child moment that everybody talks about. This is the time where we stop, we stop the, the gateway to trauma, right? Mm. This is where they get traumatized. This is where they have to end up doing that inner child healing. It starts right now. Mm -hmm. And so what you said definitely resonates because far too often we have situations where we aren't told early enough that we are beautiful and that we're amazing and that we're powerful beyond measure when we truly are. Right. Literally so powerful. Right. And so amazing. And so I love your transparency in that you haven't always felt, you know, handsome. 
You know right. what I'm saying? I said, fine. I saw it in the comments. So, I, I mean, you can receive that <laughs> how you want to receive it. But it's crazy because for me, it was the opposite, right? My mom, that lady was telling me, oh, you're so gorgeous. You're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so amazing. She affirmed in my extrinsic and my intrinsic qualities all the time. Mm -hmm. It was when I got older mm -hmm. and people were threatened by them mm -hmm. that I had the issues of like, Having to be like, well, and my mama, well, she was lying. She lied to me. Like, what, what, what's the problem? Right. Why, is, why is it that somebody's trying to contradict what I was told all this time and what I've been told? And then when people's actions, they might say, oh, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, but then they mistreat you. Then you're like, well, that don't make sense. Right. So um, I've had that battle in my life. And I think it's it's been really cool, like, in the past to have conversations with my, my former therapist about what that means to me and right. when i get when i get those challenging messages then what like what do i do after that as we we're talking about self-reflection i think this would be a really good time to talk about the importance of it because everything you're saying right now is a form of self-reflection and had you not done that had you not done the self-reflection had you not done the inner work you wouldn't even be able to have the conversation that you're having right now right. And so how important is that for you as a black man this this piece of self-reflection that you've been able to do Self-reflection, man. Self-reflection is the most beautiful process, right? Like, there's nothing... I'm not who I am today without self-reflection, right? And so when I was in college, like, my first two years in college, I was in a relationship. I was in that relationship from around, like, 14 to 19. So I got into the relationship. I Actually, I got into the relationship at high school, and then we went to the same college together. And then when we got into college the relationship was failing and we ended up breaking up. So during this period, right? Like this is my first real breakup. This is my first real heartbreak. I'm trying to figure out who I am. So I'm, so I'm directly and indirectly asking myself, who are you? Like, and until I could find the answer to that question, I was depressed because I just didn't know. But that's where my self-reflection journey really started. Like that's where I can really remember like days in the crib, just to myself, who are you? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be known for? These kind of questions. And I actually have a post. I think it's 10 questions to help you self-reflect or something yeah. like where I, I talk about questions that you can ask yourself to do some kind of self-reflection because I feel like that is the, the, like, it's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest and the best things that you can do as far as, like, just personal development, healing, any kind of like self-discovery, I think it all starts with self-reflection. So for me, my question was, who are you? And then once I could figure out the answer to that, which was, a, you know, it was a multitude of answers. Like I'm just, yeah. I like to, I like graphic design. I like website design. I like, I like software. I like all these different things. So figuring out how much, like figuring out all of these, like all of the things that make me me and then figuring out like, okay, now what is your passion? What do you want to mm -hmm. do? Right? Like a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't know what my passion is. Like, I don't know what my passion is. Have you ever stopped to like, just ask yourself, like, have you ever stopped to just sit week after week after week and just ask yourself, what is it that you want to do? Like, what are you passionate about? And have you ever stopped to be, to listen? Because a lot of times we ask the question and no we, don't even, we don't even listen for the answer. And we also need to remember when we're asking this question, we're asking the universe. So the answer sometimes may not come from you. It may come from somebody else. 
And for me, the answer came from me a little bit, but it also came from other people. Like I told you, David. David. Shout out to David. <laughs> and shout out to David. I always give David a shout out. I always give David a shout out. David said to me, he said, yo, bro, start a podcast. Now, if I don't listen to David, there is no express yourself, black man. Let's just be honest. I wouldn't start the podcast. I'd still be on my personal page, giving out free game. It not really going anywhere, but to like a, a few people that listen. So you have to understand when you ask that question, who are you? When you do the self-reflection, you have to understand that the universe is listening to you. And the universe is going to respond, but you have to be willing to listen back because mm -hmm. if you don't listen back, you'll miss it. And it'll, pro it'll probably come again, but if you aren't listening, you're not going to get it. So ask yourself, you know, questions. Self-reflection has been one of the biggest things that I could ever, ever have done. It's something that, you know, it's a continuous process for me all the time. I'm always thinking about what I want to do, what I want to be remembered for, what I'm passionate about. And if those answers change, then they change. And I, you know, I have to move with that. And, and then also God is at, at the forefront of all of that. So self-reflection is, self is great, but like I'd be sitting here lying if I didn't tell you a lot of this stuff that has happened with Express Yourself Black Man is, is because of me. Like, it's not just because of me, it's because of God. Like, I feel like a lot of the things that I do is because I'm aligning myself with what God wants me to do. And because I'm doing that, I'm reaping the benefits of that. Like, God is like, I feel like God is telling me to do a certain thing. So I'm doing that. And God in return is saying, okay, thank you for listening. Here's X and X and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Because I've been, people don't understand. I haven't been doing this. I, I didn't just start in 20. Literally like. <laughs> I didn't just start in 2020. I started in 2017. Yeah. Right. And in 2017, I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. Sydney's in here. Sydney knows. Sydney, Sydney knows that in 2017 i started a kizzle brand i was trying to sell jackets that didn't really work out i ordered a bunch of jackets they got shipped to the wrong address people <laughs> had their orders i had to refund people still kept going still kept figuring mm -hmm. out how to innovate and do different things so this has been a continuous process for me yeah a continuous process for me of trying to figure out trying to change things and all these different things but always listening to myself and listening to god and understanding this is what I've been put on the earth to do, which is help yeah. people. And if that's in mental health, if that's in personal development, whatever the case may be, this is what I've been put on the earth to do. So I'm going to continue to follow it. But hey, God, like, listen, I'm going to need something, right? Like, I'm going to need something at some point. So it's God, and it's also just, like, me asking myself a bunch of questions all the time, man. Like, yeah. thank you, Sydney. The clothing line is coming back at some point in time. It's coming back yeah. at some point in time. But yeah. To your point about, well, first and foremost, I'm, I can't just slide past the God comment because I absolutely 100% wholeheartedly agree with that. There would be no kicking it with key. There would be no workshops with children. There would be no workshops with black women across the country had I not listened because I was a full-time teacher. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know if you picked that up, but I was definitely a full-time teacher teaching third grade mm -hmm. and I started talking about self-care on YouTube right I was making YouTube videos and I was talking about self-care mm -hmm. and I would help I would meditate with my students and then I would you know go on YouTube and work with adults mm -hmm. and over time I was just like oh, okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna put more energy into this so then I left full-time teaching after three years and taught dance part-time so mm -hmm. I'm, like, okay, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna teach dance because I also do that so I was like I can do this and then during that time, right after that, 
the pandemic hit and I had more time to really dive into what I wanted to do full time. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't, that's not sustainable. I can't do that. And before I know it, or before I knew it, I was full time, met a mentor who was doing something similar. Cause I thought I couldn't find nobody that was teaching self-care and mindfulness to different groups of people full time. I was like, that's not even a thing. I was like, Lord, that ain't even no, so you want me to have a job that ain't really a job? That's really ridiculous. <laughs> but I wanted to do it. And then I had a huge, like, family death in my, um, like, during uh, my third year of teaching, my last year of teaching. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew I had to leave because I was treated so poorly. And I realized the only person that was going to be able to take care of me properly was me. Right. So I, can, I couldn't rely on my school for that. And I had to make sure. And then through that, that's where all of this really came from. And so to go back to the comment about God, along the way, it was a bunch of confusion. I was like, Lord, what's going on? What do you want me to do? I thought I was going to be teaching for the rest of my life this traditional way. You know, I didn't want to be an administrator. I didn't want to be a principal. I just wanted to teach. Right. I just wanted to give the knowledge that I had. I wanted to empower and I wanted to plant seeds. That's right. it. Right. And before I knew it, yeah, you planting seeds. That's why I said, be careful what you ask for, because I'm planting seeds, but it's nowhere near. I'm educating, but it's nowhere near the way that I thought it would be. Right. And so if, to your point about self-reflection, the other thing I wanted to bring up was that when you ask yourself, you know, <laughs> who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, be ready for the answer, because it might be contradictory to what you thought before. And so that that was for me. Like when I realized, okay, you asked this question of who are you or what you want to do or where do you want to go next? And you don't really know. And then it gets revealed to you and you're like, wait a minute, that's not what we talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if at first it feels scary, if it feels overwhelming. It, will. it feels like, it, listen, okay, ain't no if. <laughs> Especially with the, you know, what I believe that I believe everybody has a purpose. And I believe that oftentimes we just need a little help trying to figure out exactly what it is. And so that's what I feel like I use mindfulness and self-care to help people with that. But yeah, be careful what you risk for. But also know that when you ask these questions and you put it out into the in the atmosphere that you will get an answer. Take the time. Don't rush the answer. Know that you every day is a step closer to purpose if you walk in alignment. If you listen, if you keep your, if the kids would say, keep your ears to the streets, if you really take the time to listen to yourself and self-reflection is just the beginning step to self-awareness and self-actualization. And so we all trying to get to self-awareness. We're all trying to get to self-actualization in that space where we, we just be, we're just being rather than doing all the time. And so yeah, I just love conversations around the the don't rush because if you you rush it, I promise you it will not feel good. It will yeah. not go the direction it's supposed to, and it won't it won't be your highest good, and you deserve that. So, yes, facts all around. Yeah, don't you, rush! Don't rush the crush. <laughs> you just some facts for real. Sydney asked. She said, "How do you open your mind up to receiving messages from the universe?" I can tell you what my process was. Like, for me, it was a lot of sitting at home, a lot of asking myself questions, and then, like, meditating on those questions. So, like, not in the traditional sense of meditating, sitting down, and, like, no. Like, it would be, like, day after day, I would think about it. 
So like I would think about like, yo, who am I? What do I want to do? What am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? And then anything that I heard, like kind of directed towards me that could kind of be an answer, mm -hmm. I would try to double check with God, right? Like, and the way I would do that is I would, I would talk to God about it. I would pray. I say, listen, God, this is what I've heard. You know, if this is for me, then, you know, let me know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Right. And then, then you'll know after that, after you say that, Something will happen where you'll be like, all right, this is it. And I don't really, I can't remember what that moment was for me. For me, it was kind of like going through depression and realizing how passionate I was about actually like talking about it. And I was like, all right, mm -hmm. this, this got to be it because I feel like I would talk to anybody about this. Like I would mm -hmm. for free. And I, that's what I always remembered. I always remember people talking about like their passion as like, yo, once you once you figure that thing out that you would do for free that that's that's the thing that you would do for the rest of your life like that's the thing you should be doing for the rest of your life so yeah you got to have a lot of faith and you got to be connected you have to be like you said like you said connected and aligned with god or if you don't believe in god with the universe or with your 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 chakra your energy whatever the case may be right like you have to be aligned and you have to understand when you're being spoken to and like I said, it may come from different people. It may come from a different source. So when you get me messages that may serve as an answer and you're not sure, like for me, it was just kind of like, yo, God, hey, this is what I heard. I'm not sure. What's up? <laughs> like, put me on. Like, it's kind of like that cliche saying, I prayed. I told God to take the enemies out of my life and I started losing <laughs> Right? Like, people always talk about I prayed take the enemies out of my life and I started losing friends, blah, blah, blah. But things like that will happen. Like you would just, things will start to align or certain people will fall out or like this certain things will happen when you pray and when you have faith in that. So for me, it's like a lot of, a lot of prayer, a lot of meditating on the questions and then also listening to other people. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And I will also say one major thing, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to get acquainted with yourself and hear yourself more clearly, Quickly, when you get up in the morning, number one, you should have a morning routine. Mm -hmm. I'm so like I, I believe that with all my heart. I I curate morning routines for people because they need them. I help them figure out what works for them. I help them figure out a self care routine. I think that that is so critical because the way you start the day impacts the rest of your day. My motto is slow down your morning and power your day. You mm -hmm. rush through your morning, your body's gonna know it. Your mind's going to know it. You have not spent any time with yourself. You spend time with all these other people. Social media gets your energy, your time, your focus. You know, the, shoot, the people at work, the people at the grocery store, your kids. Everybody gets all this energy and all this time. But when was the last time you just got a chance to sit with you before you even talk to anybody else? If you have a partner, lead a room. Be like, baby, good morning. But got to go to the other room and get myself together. Before I give you my energy, I must give it to myself. And so... First hour of your day, no social media. None. Because you cannot, in my personal opinion, I believe that your thoughts should be your thoughts in the morning. Your opinions should be your opinions in the morning. And even more so, God should be able to speak to you before anybody else does. And when you get on social media, that cannot happen. <laughs> now, he, man, can God, you know, speak through people? Absolutely. But I think that the preference will probably be that you have some alone time, some sacred solitude is what I call it. And then I will also say, pick at least three things you can do for yourself in the morning. I just taught about the 333 method through my Patreon. So if y'all interested in that, 
it's there. <laughs> but um, the the one of the that type of method kind of gets you in a rhythm. And the more you give yourself a routine in regards to spending time with yourself, spending time with God, away from the voices of other people for a little while, that gives you time to actually open your mind up to receiving messages. Because you'll start to write things down. I believe in, just like you, I believe in journaling. Like I made a whole little template for myself. Like I have an order of how I write stuff down. And some of the things that I wanted for myself were manifested through me writing them down and having conversations with God about them and then repeating it multiple times. And so you want to open yourself up to hearing things from the universe. You want to hear stuff from God. All you have to do is say, I'm open. I'm open and make the time to actually hear what comes up. So that's what I would say. I love that. <laughs> I, add, I love it. Clearly I'm passionate about it because I was like, oh, drop the mic. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done now. Uh, but yeah, um, Sydney, that's what I would say, honey. Um, so I hope that, you know, helps. So I did actually have a couple of questions from other people. They sent them in today. And I think that you, do y'all both have a podcast? I don't have one for myself. You should. You should. <laughs> I keep hearing that. And I, look, I'm, I'm sound like you, but I, it's just it's much work. I guess. <laughs> so much work. I mean, I always get invited on them. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it. And I actually was on one from my church because we talk about like the real stuff. We talking about the real stuff in the world mm -hmm. through the lens of people who love God. And so I enjoy that. It's called Save Dish. But that's not like all the time. And it's not just me. And it's not this. You know, it's not the conversations that we're having. I thought about it. We're gonna let it we're gonna let it bounce around a little bit and see what God got to say about it. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just I'm leading a lot of workshops and stuff right now and I just don't know if I got time. But <laughs> that's okay. Yes, but I got a couple questions, and one of the questions that someone in my audience asked was, what are some ways to help their significant other engage in self-care? And for this person specifically, her partner is a Black man. So as a Black man, what would you say, how would you encourage, want to be encouraged to practice self-care? Because she was saying that some men shy away from it because it's not seen as, you know, masculine, which... Yeah. This is a common thing, which we are slowly debunking. Yes. I will say uh, the majority of the black men that I have in my life, friends and otherwise, they believe in self-care. They care a lot of, about it and they are beginning to practice it. So how would you, you know, what would you say to this lady? I have, I have a beautiful answer to this. It starts with a story. Oh, okay. Well, it starts, it starts with a story, right? So I was talking to my dad the other day, right? And he was talking about his dad and how, like, he never he never met his dad because his dad died really young. But he was saying, like, what he heard about his dad is that his dad was really funny and he knew how to sell stuff to people. And so I was like, okay, so how did he know how to sell stuff to people? He was like, well, what he would do was he would sell to the woman, right? Because if you sell to the woman, now the man is going to get it because his wife wants it, right? It's it's pretty simple. You know, you have to learn learn how to cater to woman. So how does this relate to your question? Your question is, how does she get her man to be more open about self-care? She has to do it. Once she starts doing it, she has to lead in that area, right? And then she has to drag him a little bit. She has to drag him just a, li just a little bit. Hey, babe, this is what I'm doing. And make a routine out of it, right? So like whatever it is, mm -hmm. something that they can do together. So you may not want mm -hmm. to start with like the, the overly feminine stuff, which would be like, 
pedicures and manicures. Because a lot of guys are going to be like, ah, I don't know about that. But maybe mm -hmm. I can start getting massages a month, every month, right? Like once a month. Maybe I can start getting massages. Maybe I can have a date night, right? Y'all are doing self-care together, but this is also self-care for him because now you're taking him away from all the things that he's dealing with, right? So like a date night. Maybe I put the phones down before I get into bed, right? Like these are all little things that you can do that'll get him starting to think about like what are things that I want to do for myself, right? Oh, so Raven said an infrared facial to help with sex. Yes. Like these are all things that y'all could do together or he could do on like on his own. Maybe you pay for him to get his hair cut every so often if he's not like staying on top of it. Like these are all things that y'all could do together. But the reason why I'm saying this is because she has to lead and he will follow. Like a lot of times we think about relationships, we always think like, well, the man is going to lead, right? But I always tell people like mm -hmm. both, both parties lead. You lead in the area where you have strengths. Right. And so in this case, obviously, since she's the one bringing up the question, she has some kind of knowledge about it, right? And he's a little bit on the fence about it. But that's okay. This is what happens in relationships. There are going to be things that my partner may like that I may not like. But I am going to kind of assimilate a little bit more or familiarize myself with that because I understand that this is something that my partner likes. So as a result of that, like, like knowing that, if she like takes that information and just let me figure out self-care practices that we can do, you introduce them to it, and then exactly, Sydney, she has to make it fun for him. She has to do things that he will not feel overly threatened by initially mm -hmm. so that he can feel more comfortable to do the other things. So just ease him into it. Maybe y'all cook together. Maybe y'all, you know, you do uh, date nights on a certain day. Maybe y'all don't put the, y'all don't, y'all don't get on your phone early in the morning or late at night. And like all these like massages and, and, the, and the infrared facial but the main thing is she has to lead in that area and, and make it a habit and a tradition so that he's kind of it's kind of get it kind of gets normalized in your relationship. So it's not abnormal for him to go off and do his own things at some point in time. So, yeah, I agree with you. So this is the question, y'all. I actually found it. but <laughs> This is the question that one of my friends was asking about. But basically, I agree with you. And I also think that it's you ease people into new things mm. like children mm -hmm. you do. personally i believe that everybody's a child deep down so you ease people into it and then you also try to figure out what how can i take the things that he likes and make it self-care like you know like people be like make it fashion make it self-care <laughs> so and there are a lot of different ways you can do that find the things he likes and there are certain things that he likes to do that are self-care for him Right. And he just doesn't. So how can you engage in those things with him? Right. That too. But also, you need to make him cognizant of the fact that this is what self care looks like. Yeah. Right. Because him playing games for two hours, that could be his self care time. Right. So, like, if she's paying attention to that, she's like, okay, this is what you do to unwind. Most of the things we do to unwind, that's like our self care, unless it's like something like negative, right? But most of the things that we do to unwind, that's like our self care time. So making him cognizant of it, like he has to know, like, wait, I'm engaging in self care. This is what self care looks like. It's not this crazy thing. I don't have to be out like in a jacuzzi or all these other, you know, wild things. Like I could just be <laughs> in the house. Like I could be journaling. I could be playing a game. We could be just talking. Like I could just be off my phone for a certain amount of time. Like, it doesn't have to always be like 
the things that we see on social media or mm-hmm. on you know on TV. It's it's sometimes like for a lot of people, it's just the normal regular things that help us to unwind. Yeah, and I think it's also about it being intentional in conversations. Like mm-hmm. um, whenever I'm dating someone or in a partnership with somebody, I would say like things like you know how's your body feeling today just like some like similar to how we're having a conversation right now just asking intentional questions so that i can see like have you you will start to think about these things a little bit more the more i ask like you know like i know keith and ask me about my body today it's annoying at first but, and you laughing at first but after a while you can be like yeah my back do hurt a little bit today what can we do about that like mm-hmm. now you, you want to know what i can do about it but those are the kind of conversations that don't always happen. And it doesn't have to be this whole big thing. We're like, let's sit down and talk about self-care today, please. Like, it could yeah. be just a conversation you have after you check in about how work looks today. Right. Or what's going on with you today. So right. I think it's in, it's in a, it's a lot more simple than we make it seem. We make it, we mystify it. Mm-hmm. And we make it real extra when in reality, it's what works for you and what can be practical and everyday for you. So I think that's important. Yep. The biggest misconception is that it's just like it's it's like you have to go above and beyond and you have to be like, I guess, doing all of these feminine things, these things that don't align with what we think about masculinity. Right. So a lot of times when we hear self-care, we hear like behave like a woman like that. We hear like we hear what womanly things can I do to take care of myself when that's not what it is. It's not what womanly things can I do to take care of myself. It's what can I do to take care of myself? So that's the biggest misconception is like, you have to go deep into like this feminine, for lack of better words, bag to be taking care of yourself. But that's not really like, that's not what it is. We, we, we just heard what my self care was. It was sleep, the gym and journaling. That's not, none of those are feminine. Like those are just normal, human activities but I just pay attention to them and I do them with the intention of taking care of myself and not just just to do them so yeah that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions to me I would love to hear what advice you would have for black men or black boys around expressing themselves since you you know we're talking about expressing ourselves black men but also black women because this is a a platform for every black person which I love but with a special, beautiful emphasis on Black men. So what advice would you give Black men and boys about, you know, being vulnerable, expressing themselves, opening up? So normally what I tell people is that you have to be comfortable with yourself first before you can, like, be vulnerable with other people. So a lot of times what we struggle with as Black men is, like, am I going to be judged? But the answer to that should be, it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, the answer to that should be, it doesn't matter if I'm going to be judged or not. Because what happens is, once you can answer that, what it doesn't matter, that means that regardless of what you say or how you come off or how people perceive it, you're comfortable with who you are. So the first thing is you have to be comfortable with who you are. And how do you get comfortable with who you are? You acknowledge it. You acknowledge who you are. Like, you have to acknowledge who you are. Uh, so this goes back to the self-reflection. Like we talked a lot about self-reflection today, but for me, self-reflection was who am I? And then again, after that was like, am I comfortable with this? And then once I became comfortable with this, it's like, okay, I could be vulnerable. Like, I don't care what you think because I'm comfortable with who I am, right? But a lot of people aren't even at the point where they're asking themselves who they are. So they can't even get to the point where they're comfortable expressing themselves because they don't know 
who they are and they don't know even they don't even know what they would be expressing how it would come off all these different things so it's a lot of a lack of self-awareness and so that that's that sometimes can lead to black men struggling to express themselves so the first thing would be a lot like for me like i know we talk about self-reflection and i know that's a theme but do a lot of self-reflection and then figure out who you are and get comfortable with that person it doesn't mean that you can't change certain aspects if you are uncomfortable with them but be comfortable with who you are because once you're comfortable with who you are expressing yourself won't be this it won't be difficult i'm comfortable with who i am like i wake up at six i go to the gym i come back and I take a shower, I make a smoothie, like like I have mistakes that I make and I'm not the, the greatest person in the world. I yell when I'm mad and like, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm comfortable with who I am. So it doesn't matter what somebody else's opinion is of me or if somebody judges me for that because at the end of the day, another truth that I know is that everybody is human. So we all have shortcomings. Like we all have different things about us that don't make us feel the best, but these are part of us. These are our flaws that may be from trauma or all these different things that have happened in our life. So it's okay. So it's kind of twofold where it's like, I'm comfortable with who I am. And I also know that everyone isn't who they perceive themselves to be. So that makes me a lot, it makes it a lot easier to be vulnerable because I'm kind of looking at the, it's kind of like when you do a, a speech and people are like, well, pretend everybody's naked. <laughs> it is like, well, I know everybody gets naked at some point in time. So I don't really care. Like, it doesn't matter what you think or what you have to say, because at the end of the day, you're a human being, just like I'm a human being. I have flaws. My flaws may, may not be the same as yours, but at the end of the day, you have flaws as well. So me being vulnerable right now isn't really that big of a deal because I know you have something that you could be vulnerable about as well. You may, you've been, you've been, may just not be talking about it. True. Yes. Yeah. It's true. And I also believe in uh, vulnerability with discernment, like choosing the spaces and the times. Like you have autonomy off of, over what you share, when you share it, who you share it with. And so I think that actually gives you a little bit more power and will probably make you more comfortable because I can I can share or not share whenever I'm prepared, whenever I feel right you know, pull towards doing that. Right. And that comes from you knowing yourself too when you decide when to share things. Right. And like, you'll be pulled. Like, God might say, hey, go ahead. Say what you got to say. I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to say it right now because mm -hmm. this is going to help somebody or this is going to free somebody else. So you need to say it. Mm -hmm. I think what I would also add in regards to like, just black for black men and black boys in regards to expressing themselves and i think somebody actually brought this up already and it's so funny because I, I knew it was gonna come up so i was i was actually glad that it did to challenge what we see as feminine and masculine like to challenge that because i think oftentimes they like it it turns into oh well i don't want to be seen as doing something feminine when i don't think that there is anything that's just so like we have feminine and masculine within all of us. And right. so it's really not, I think we, we spend a lot of time trying to categorize stuff into this binary idea. Right. And it's really much more expansive than that. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful to explore all those sides of ourselves. And I think with, especially with black boys, like working with little black boys and having them experience like the first time they see something that, that may seem feminine to them and them having a, like a visceral reaction, a negative reaction to it. I think we should always question why that is. We should always 
dig deeper. We should always question them, help them to understand that things are not always what they seem, number one, and to also do a better job of making it, making all the ways that we show up in the world okay and beautiful, you know? And so that's what I think about when I, when I think about the advice that I would, would give specifically to the younger boys. No, absolutely. And then also Sydney said the homophobic culture amplifies that. Very true. I grew up and still I grew up in New York and still to this day, we anything that's remotely like even anywhere near close to being considered gay, like the first thing you gotta say before you say it or after you say it is no homo. Yeah. No homo, bro. Nah, I ain't mean that, right? Like and it creates this culture of like like you always have to fit you always feel like you have to be watching out for anything that's like, I guess, feminine or gay. So you 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 put this wall up. You put this wall yeah. young because that's the culture. It's like, I don't want to be caught saying anything gay or anything that could be perceived as feminine because then I lose a piece of my masculinity. I'm not valid in the circles. I'm not valid in my friendship circles. I'm not valid in my friendship groups. So the homophobic culture does amplify that for sure. Yeah, and... And Lindsay actually made a good point, and she's in the reformers pipeline. I don't know if she's actually behind the page today, but it's a great podcast about education and providing support to both teachers and students and people that are definitely just advocates. Like you're not in the education system, you can definitely tap in with them because you so you don't know what's going on because education impacts the system impacts all of us. Mm. But anyway, that's a sidebar, you know. And she was just saying that black men need to heal. Uh, from white patriarchal capitalism because the, oh lord the dedication to it <laughs> is crazy but i agree i agree there are a lot of things that we need to heal from as a as a culture on both sides but specifically since we're talking about black men and black boys today i think that they're starting early on in childhood there are ideals that are taught in through society not necessarily always through parents but through society that that the patriarchy is the most important thing to uphold in society, period. And dismantling that is really one of the most important things we can do in order to make sure that there are, like we have beautiful relationships between black women and black men, that we have great family dynamics, that we are all taken care of and that we are all free and liberated from the oppression that we constantly face every day. So. That was a good point. <laughs> well, good question. I know you're asking me a lot of questions, but I want to ask you. Yes. Because I feel like I, I hear about patriarchy a lot. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest when I don't know enough about something. I know about patriarchy. I know what it is. I know the kind of like the effects that it has. But when you say dismantling patriarchy, can you like put me on? What does that look like to you? And then also, what are the effects that it's having on black men? Okay. That's a loaded question. That's how I need a whole nother lie. What do you mean? I know, I know. I am still part of me is still formulating what exactly that could look like, right? Because we're in a we're in the stage of reimagining this world, right? Because the only way I've known the world is through the lens of unfortunately, through the lens of patriarchy. Mm. So just like we have to reimagine like a, a better system for, you know, not even, I don't want to say policing because that's not what we want, but for, for protecting us as a people, mm -hmm. we also need to reimagine what it looks like to have a world where we literally are equal and not in a situation where we have everything leans towards the man. Everything leans towards making sure that men are comfortable and that men are okay. 
overall. And I think for me, the way I've seen it negatively impact Black men is the response to Black women, period, as a whole. And kind of just watching that out in the world, that oftentimes what I've seen from Black men is that their manhood comes before everything, mm-hmm. including their race. Mm-hmm. And women don't really have, Black women don't have that luxury to put our, put our anything above anything else because all of it's threatened. Our Blackness is threatened, our womanhood is threatened, our safety is threatened, all of it. And I guess a world without patriarchy would be me feeling safe. <laughs> Damn. Damn. And I don't even know how to begin. To, it's so many layers to that, right? Damn. I'm talking about safety in my body, safety in relationships, safety in just moving through the world, safety in using my voice. You know, even like even this question. I was nervous to answer it because I was like, what if his face changes? Because we care so much about, right. you know what I mean? But this is just me being real. Right, yeah. We care so much about making sure making sure that men are okay. That all of our, our human, our humanity, excuse me, our humanity comes second, oftentimes, to you all. And so that's what I mean by the patriarchy. And it's deeper than that. It's so much more. Like, honestly, we could go, I promise we could have all another live about it. Let's do it. Let's do it for real. Let's do it. Okay, well, shoot. Listen, you know, I'll email you in a second. You know me. Yes. <laughs> we can definitely talk again about it. And I'll actually have some, I'll get some literature together and try to, like, you know, have some some articles and things for us. But, yeah, I think that it's it's tough. It's tough. And I don't want to walk around and say, like, I hate being a black woman. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I do. It's just that I know that we deserve better. And just even seeing the stuff with Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. That's a small example of how black women are treated in this world. And the patriarchy allows for that. And misogynoir also allows for that as well. So the misogyny, the hatred of black women, that allow it allows for that type of energy to happen towards those two black those two black women. And so I just want better. I just want better. And I see black men like you working, actively working towards that. And so I have hope. So I'm appreciative of that. Yeah, I, I so I didn't know that that was going to be the answer, but I'm happy that you said that because it kind of helped me to, even what I do, I feel like, like, I don't know enough, right? Like, I feel like I'm supportive of Black women, but I don't know enough of how to, like, what I could be doing, what I should be doing, right? Like, I try to support where I can. I try to offer my encouragement where I can, but I don't know enough about what I could be doing, right? So it's good to hear your perspective on, like, how patriarchy has affected your life. Because I think you spoke from a place of vulnerability. And I think it's very real. So like a lot of like you heard me. I was just like, because mm, mm, I'm getting <laughs> like I'm real lot. Like you're giving me the reality check of like I was like, damn, I don't really have to do that. I was like, nah, like like I can walk around fine. Like I'm good. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing and like how I come off to other people or if I'm safe in a relationship and all these different things. But those are very real for you. And this is not the first time I've heard it, but it hit it hit a lot different hearing you talk about it. I don't know why. I guess it just, I don't know. It just hit a lot different hearing you talk about it. So I, I'm appreciative. Thank you. Thank you for that. Of course, of course. And I mean, it's, and like I said, there's <laughs> something. There's a lot more. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, that. and I think that taking it in chunks is really important. And I think if we go, we, you know, separate, take our time to actually do some more research and then plan another one, I think that that would be really amazing. And I yeah. think people would really 
<clears throat> benefit from it because I think similar to I think a point that somebody already made like we we can't be the only ones that care about it you know right. black women can't be the only ones trying to do the research or talking about it right. so it's good to have somebody to talk to this and talk to about all of the things that we see going through like going on with patriarchy and how it impacts everybody because I'm telling you when one is not free none of us are free it impacts everybody right. that feeling of like what you talked about earlier about people that being worried about being seen as feminine that impacts black men and that's because of patriarchy <laughs> like mm. the reason that you feel that way is because of patriarchy because why is it that you feel like you can't be feminine when that's in you everybody has it in them and it's not necessarily a bad thing like but it's seen as bad because patriarchy hates women women are usually feminine or what we what we know to be as feminine that's what it is and so i think yeah i'm gonna stop right there because i feel like i already went too far my head is about to explode right now man like i'm like damn but, all, speaking... but we are none of us are free unless we're all free yeah like you know what i'm saying if we talk about the most oppressed group black trans women mm -hmm. when they, they are not free so none of us are free we got a lot of work to do mm. but we're gonna do it <laughs> Damn, you speaking facts. It's Patreon yeah. about the <laughs> women and children. Don't forget the children. Oh, don't forget the children. Facts. Mm -hmm. Thank you, girl. Facts. Yeah, we but, definitely got to talk about this for sure. Yeah, and I love the kids, so we definitely got to include them. But I'm going to stop us right here. Okay. And I'm going to, let's end with what you're grateful for. I love to talk about gratitude. I think that it is it is our bread and butter when it comes to creating joy in our lives. So tell me some things that you're grateful for. The things that I'm grateful for, some of these are going to be vain, but it's okay. I got a new blender this week, right? So let me tell you why I'm grateful for this. I've had, a, I've had, I got it. I moved, I live with my parents right now, right? Like I moved back with my parents and when I moved back, like I had a blender, but it broke and it was a really good blender. I used to blend everything really well smoothies i only make smoothies right it'll blend the smoothies really well but it broke so i got this new blender from best buy and that blender has been terrible like it's the smoothies are not as smooth i've been basically eating seeds out of the smoothies and it's <laughs> not it's not good right like it's not good at all this week i was finally like all right you know what stop being cheap you have the money buy the new blender so i got the new blender and it, it's like it's made the smoothies the way I want it to be, right? Like, I know that may seem like a very small thing, very vain thing. When we talk about small wins, that's that's one of the things that I'm very grateful for is the new blender because it makes it a lot easier for me to go throughout my day. I don't have to spend a bunch of time blending stuff. And then also, like, my smoothies taste good, so I'm drinking more smoothies, which is better for me in the gym and all these different things, right? So I got a new blender. Also, I've been talking to my elders a lot more. Like, I talk to my dad. I talk to my... I have time to talk to my mom because I'm living at home. I have time to talk to, like other like father figures and mother figures that I consider and you know around me and I'm learning a lot of different things about like just parenting and like how they were raised and like culture and like all these different things so I'm grateful for that because you know I know people don't live forever so when they're gone like these are the kind of conversations that I can kind of uh you know bring myself back to and kind of be grateful for like grateful that I actually had because I know a lot of people my age don't necessarily have both of their parents and don't get to have those conversations right so i'm grateful that i'm in a position where 
I can have those conversations with my parents and they actually are in a position where they can have those conversations with me as well. So the blender, talking to my elders. And then what else am I grateful for? Um, express yourself black man. I'm grateful for express yourself black man because as much as it, it's a, a space for other, other men, it's also a space for me. And it allows me, you know, it gives me just the space to be myself. It gives me the space to be myself. It gives me the space to kind of talk to different people and actually have a community that cares about mental health, that cares about therapy, that cares about self-care and all these different practices that we should be practicing as Black men. And it's showing me that in society, we are looking for things that are positive. We just don't know where to find them. And in social media, it's a, it's, it's a lot harder because once you get into that toxic bubble, that's all IG is going to show you. It's toxic. Yeah. Right? Because they want, they're going to show you the things that you're liking and the things that you're sharing. So if, you, if all your friends are sharing toxic stuff and that's all you're liking and responding to, guess what's going to pop up on your Explorer? Toxic stuff. Right? So I like Express Yourself Black Man has shown me that people do want to have that kind of like positive content. They just don't know where to find it. And then it's also a space for me. So my blender, talking to the elders, and then. Express yourself, black man. That's I'm sorry. Every time you say that blender, I get tickled. It's the blender. blender. I'm telling you, if you tried it's that... powerful, the blender. Nah, seriously, if you tried the other blender, you'd understand why I'm talking about this blender so much. No, I'm listen. I love a good smoothie. I would literally like <laughs> on my page for like months. All you would see, like outside of like self care content, well, shoot, my my smoothies were part of my self care, but I would say afternoon smoothie because I did that all throughout the pandemic. Like when we were actually quarantined, one hundred percent, every single day <laughs> I had a smoothie on there, and I was giving everybody the ingredients and everything. I was like, well, I put this, 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 and this in there, so I get it. I feel you. Kendra, um, what kind of blender is it? It's from Amazon. It's called Want. It's oh, that's my sister. Oh, hey, it's called Want Join. I'm gonna put it in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's called Want Join. That's the that's the name of the blender. It's on Amazon. It's like seventy, eighty dollars or something like that. It's good though. <laughs> it's good. Um, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for so many things. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for. So I had my last day with the group that I'm working with, and it's always such a blessing to watch them grow. Like, they come in not knowing anything about mindfulness, being like, what are you talking about? I got to do what? I got to do this. They just complain, complain, complain. Right. And then when you get in that, like, sweet spot with them and you start to see them not have so many complaints and I get so upset about having to do stuff. And then they start regurgitating things that you said, like, oh, well, Miss Keanu said that we need to meditate because blah, 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 blah. Um, Y'all sit down. It's time to stretch. Y'all just beautiful things that I just, you know, to remember what it was like the very first day. I'm talking about, I would come home. I'm like, Lord, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but my baby's stressing me out. And they didn't know me. You know what I mean? You have to, like, starting over with groups, it keeps my teaching skills super strong. So I really enjoyed that. I had, another thing I'm grateful for is I had my first Zoom mini workshop with the ladies that I work with on Patreon. So that was actually really cool. Mm -hmm. It made me feel really good inside because I'm I'm walking in purpose. Every time, everything is a big deal to me now. It's like, oh, I did this. This live, mm -hmm. big deal. Like, all of this is a big deal to me, so I'm just happy. And then the last thing is my family, per usual. Mm -hmm. Love them to pieces. Ride or die for them. 
it is what it is. And I'm just grateful to to be in um, community with them in the way that I am, like to be close, to want to talk to them, to want to spend time. Like right. my mama talk today. My sister's in the live right now, mm-hmm. you know. And if my mama's not in here anymore, it's because she's flying. That's the only reason why she's not <laughs> like saying anything. I love that. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So those those things matter to me. They care about my dream just as much as I do, if not more. So I, I'm very appreciative of that. And so those are my things. <laughs> so let's talk final thoughts. So where is there anything else you want to say to the people? Definitely also let them know where they can find you and any ways that they can support you so that, you know, okay. they can tap in with you. Absolutely. Final, final thoughts. I had a great conversation with one of my elders earlier today, man, just about parent, parenting and stuff. So actually, I was thinking about that before I got on the live. I was like, yo, I'm going to make sure I'm a, I'm a, I talk about this. But like, just talk to your elders, like if you can. Like, I know everybody doesn't have the greatest relationship with their elders or everybody doesn't have elders. Like, but, you know, talk to the older people in your family. You'd be surprised what you don't know and what you learn. So just sit down with them and just pick their brain if you can, because there's so much stuff that you can learn from them. They've been through so much life. I think it's like you're doing yourself a disservice by not trying to grab some of that wisdom before they're gone. So I try to talk to my elders when I can, right? Like I just try to, you know, I try to have conversations with them when I can. A lot of this stuff that I've learned about just like personal development and like, you know, like how to be a better man for whatever that, whatever that means. Like a lot of that stuff has been from my dad has been from like watching other men in my life and like, also research on youtube and all these different things so like talk to your elders i think it's important that we do that and then for any black man that may watch this at some point in time or maybe watching it's okay to not be okay there's nothing wrong with you it's okay to feel like you want a way out it's okay to be you know have suicidal ideations i had all that kind of stuff and just know that your life matters and that you are loved and that there is hope and there is some kind of there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You just may not see it right now, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. So definitely, 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 if you can, you know, follow the platform, reach out, whatever the case may be. Like, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, uh, call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you if you feel like you are at that point. And don't feel like you're crazy because you're not. A lot of people go through it. We just don't talk about it. But you'd be surprised, again, how many people actually have like suicidal ideations or talk about suicide or or think about suicide so that's just something i I, I always want to talk about because i think we need to normalize having conversations about suicide because we don't talk about it and then as a result nobody else talks about it and then yeah it's suicide we're like you know we're not commit suicide but when somebody dies by suicide we're like damn i didn't even know Mm-hmm. Right? because nobody talks about it it's not normal for us to talk about so we need to we need to make it normal right so that people can feel comfortable like yo listen this is what i'm thinking about and then you're like all right yo these are the resources yeah we can yeah. stop it before it gets to that point but yeah so where can people where can people find me express yourself black man uh <laughs> right like express yourself black man on ig the podcast has 19 episodes it's on all major podcasts streaming platforms so you can just search up express yourself black man on apple google spotify pandora iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from it's there so that has 19 episodes feel free to subscribe follow whatever you want to do and if you want to leave a review that'd be great 
If you want to support monetarily, which I don't require, but if you want to support monetarily, you can go on expressyourselfblackman.com and you can donate. Or there's also merch. You can buy some merch on expressyourselfblackman.com slash shop. And I got some things coming. I got an ebook coming. I'm writing about like I don't know yeah. I don't know what to call the ebook. Like I'm having a hard time figuring it out. I'm thinking I'm thinking about calling it Black Man's Transformational Guide or something like that. Something mm -hmm. something around that. But it's gonna be around like healing for black men and like how to heal when you you know, how to go from hurting to healing. Oh, okay. Punchline, right? Don't steal it. Don't steal it. But no, listen. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the punchline from hurting to healing. No, I love. So it's gonna be an ebook on just like my journey and all the things that I've learned and like kind of compilation of some of the posts and then also like my my personal experiences and stuff and just taking black men through the process. I love that. I come out and hopefully you know once that comes out and I do lives and stuff, people will support that way as well. So it's it's supposed to be like an alternative to the alternative of therapy that I've already offered, which is the podcast, right? Like a lot of people, some people just don't listen to the podcast, right? So it could be just a book and a lot, a lot of people read books. So hopefully that, that, yeah. but yeah, express yourself black men on IG and then the podcast, you can search express yourself black men as well. And then also express yourself black So yeah. Yeah. They will support it. I have no doubt. Uh, it will be, it will, you will have an abundance of support. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. You will. I believe that with my whole heart. So don't even worry about that part. <laughs> you just work on making sure that it looks how you want it to look. It is how you want it to be. And that it's aligned with what you wanted to say. And everything else is going to fall into place. Raven, that's a great title. I am screenshotting from her into healing the black man's guide to feeling. Oh, you got Oh, that's good. You got bars, Raven. <laughs> Raven, okay. Yes. I like that. I like that. From hurting to healing to see now you look at you. You look at when you come to kick it live with King, you walk away with a title. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, tell the people I came out with the title from kicking with kicking it with Key. I'm telling you, listen, mm -hmm. that's my tagline, okay? You leave better than you came. I'm gonna tell you that. I much. love it. I, I listen, I've learned I, I've learned a lot. I've actually really, really this is one of my top lives. I'm not going to, I'm not just saying that. Like, I've actually really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it, honestly. So, listen, man. Key is very professional. You had everything down packed. You had it. You sent me the email. I didn't even see the email. You sent me the other email. I saw that email. You had the flow, everything. Even when I needed to reschedule, you was working with me and you figured all that stuff out. So, I appreciate it. And then even the conversation putting me on in different things and in the flow of the conversation and all that. I appreciate it and I'm thankful. So anybody that's in here that's following me, follow <laughs> Key. He is dope. And I'm gonna try and I'm also gonna try and I'm gonna try and cut the part where you talked about like the patriarchy. And I'm gonna try and post that for sure because I think it'll be informative. But yeah. And a little disclaimer, there may be some guys that's gonna go in there and be um trust me. If I told you, I did an interview about how I, <laughs> about how I was celibate and just know I got torn up in the comments by black men because mm. they were like so upset that I could possibly have body autonomy at that time. It was just a mess. What but, did the interview about? You were what? Um, celibate. Celibate. Oh. Yes. I was torn for being celibate? Listen, you will be surprised how ridiculous people were acting in the comments. 
Yeah. It was a mess. And it was also the way it was framed by the person who posted the interview, too. Mm. It was like, a, you know how people like thoughts? That little... Oh, right. Like, do do you need thoughts on that? On my body? Yeah, that, we don't need thoughts on that. Anyway, I mean, so that's... Give your thoughts, but it's like, not really... <laughs> not gonna matter it's just like it, i mean and the people coming in would never would never be able to anyway so. yeah let them know let them know what's the what's the what are we mad for but yes <laughs> i was so happy that you were able to join us today i've had a great time i definitely will we will work on getting you know, our schedules aligned for another conversation around patriarchy and mm -hmm. all the things. <laughs> And I'm super excited. I really, really enjoyed this. I'm really proud of what you're doing. I'm proud to, to say that I'm actually in community with you now. And yeah, thank yep. you so much. Thank no you. No problem. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. So yeah, I'm going to try and go back and, and, and clip that part uh, okay. and post it for sure. I'm going to, as soon as we get off here, I'm posting this to my page immediately. Okay. And it'll be on there and I'll make sure that I post it in my story and tag you too. All right, solid. I'll repost. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a good evening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. And remember to cut that noise and spend some time with yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I appreciate it, kid. All right, y'all. Bye. Love y'all for real. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this episode. I truly, truly, truly appreciate you. So I really hope you got some valuable insight. And I hope I helped in some capacity whether it be through the platform or the podcast. If you'd like to support for free, you can like this video if you're on YouTube, or you can share and subscribe regardless of what platform you're listening to the episode on. If you'd like to support monetarily, now we're talking, you can go to shop.expressyourselfblackman.com and get yourself some merch. We have a hoodie, we have sweatsuits, we have shirts, we have hats. We also have an ebook on how to heal where I discuss breakups, depression and suicidal ideations, anxiety and attachment styles. I go in depth about my story with dealing with all of those things and then I explain how to heal in an easy guide. It's easy to follow. It's easy to go from reading to implementing. So if you're interested in that as well, it's in the shop. The book is called From Hurting to Healing, A Black Man's Guide to Feeling. So consider supported monetarily but regardless of how you support i appreciate you hope you have a great day sometimes i know you feel like you ain't got nobody to speak to shoulder to lean on somebody you could preach to no you need to hear it my brother i love you we got way too much to live for we got way too much to live for when we get it all we want more. when we get it still we want more i know it's hard Tell me how you feel the world. Since you know that you're alive, but this earth feel like you